0: welcome back to the morning crew podcast as per usual i'm your host jackson Um, today's topic is going to be a little bit different than the previous podcast episodes and i'm going to be talking about alcohol's effects during the self-improvement journey so that might sound counterintuitive and there's kind of a purpose behind that today we're going to talk about what alcohol really does to your body um, kind of the effects maybe some potential benefits some potential drawbacks So we're gonna get into that. I'm going to talk about my personal experience with alcohol. I am not an alcoholic, um, but just a disclaimer, I am 22 years of age, so I am a legal drinking age here in the United States. Um, I'm gonna talk about my personal experiences um, with alcohol and then how that pertained to my self-improvement journey um, and kind of how I I cut down and pretty much cut out completely alcohol uh, for obvious reasons that I'll get to later. And then i will talk about potential alternatives uh, for alcohol or maybe um, something else that you can use um, to get the benefits that you're looking for that's not a drug that's terrible for your body so first thing i want to talk about here are some of the benefits um, that people use alcohol for and the reason that people consume alcohol Um, and the first one is kind of obvious right that euphoric feeling that you might get from consuming alcohol Um, in certain amounts. Some people feel very energized, and they stay very energized when they drink a lot of alcohol, and some people really chase that feeling. Now, I'll kind of get into this a little bit later, um, but the people who tend to feel more energized and stay really energized throughout an entire night of drinking or going out uh, and grabbing drinks with their friends tend to be the people who actually um, will become addicted to alcohol, will have um, an alcohol addiction, will become alcoholics. Uh, so that's something to kind of be aware of. If you are somebody who really gets a lot out of alcohol, right, they, you get that really euphoric feeling, just be cautious because you might have a genetic predisposition to alcoholism. Um, another reason why people drink alcohol a lot is maybe more for a social benefit, right? Um, sometimes there might be a social stigma when you don't drink when everybody else is drinking. Or maybe you feel like you can be more social. Maybe you feel like you can be a little more active if you are um, an introvert in conversations. Maybe you don't feel as anxious in conversations to, um, with strangers or with uh, people at a party. right? You feel like you can let loose a little bit and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's, that's, that's another one of the benefits, right? So that euphoric feeling that a lot of people chase and kind of that social benefit as well. So those are two of the primary reasons people drink a lot. Um, some people might drink because they enjoy maybe like cocktails or mixed drinks or something along those lines. But usually if somebody's looking to get a benefit out of drinking alcohol, it usually has to do with the euphoric feeling, the sensation that they're getting, um, or, um, kind of to get more of a social benefit. And so now this part's gonna probably take a little bit longer, but we're gonna talk about some of the drawbacks of drinking alcohol and as it pertains to your self-improvement journey, um, kind of that self-improvement movement that we've talked about previously on the podcast. So the first one is that alcohol is literally poison for the body. Like it, it is actually poison for the body. And that is why if you consume too much, you'll die like your body starts shutting down your vital organs start shutting down when you consume too much alcohol it's because alcohol in any dosage is actually poison to your body and your body's initial reaction to consuming alcohol is pretty much metabolizing it getting rid of it getting it out of the body completely because it's it's not good and we'll kind of break down a little bit kind of get into a little bit of the scientific side of things um as to why alcohol is literally poison. Um, One of the first reasons that alcohol is poison for your body is that because it kills all the bacteria in your guts, it damages your gut microbiome. There's a lot of new research coming out as to how important the the gut and the brain are connected, or how closely those two are connected. And um, there's a lot of research that the bacteria in your gut, so the good bacteria in your gut, is very very important for a lot of our mental functionalities it's also very important for a lot of other physiological processes in the body so alcohol does not discriminate when it comes to what bacteria it kills in the body and when you consume it, it goes down to your gut kills all the bacteria in your gut um, so that's not good at all um, I mean if you think about it if you don't have hydrogen peroxide and you have a really bad wound that you don't want to get infected, what do people use? They use alcohol, right? So it it does not discriminate when it comes to killing all the bacteria. So that's one thing to note. Um, Another thing that alcohol does is that it causes substantial damage at a cellular level, right? So something that we can't really see but it damages our cells in our body, and it damages cells in a lot of different areas in our body. Um, and one of the most important ones is in the brain. Um, alcohol can pass through the blood-brain barrier. Not many things can. Um, that blood-brain barrier actually helps protect our brain. Um, and since it can pass through that that barrier, um, and it's toxic, it can cause damage to the neurons and other important cells within the brain. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, you know. Um, alcohol has been shown to damage cells um, at any level in any location so that's another one of the uh, draw bra- the drawbacks um, when somebody drinks too much alcohol you know they become inebriated intoxicated um, parts of the brain begin to shut down right that's why you might see somebody who is um, you know maybe very drunk and they might be um, kind of stumbling right that motor area in the brain is really shutting down they might not, be able to remember things that's because you know memory areas in the brain are shutting down so it's kind of scary when parts of your brain are legitimately shutting down when you drink alcohol so that's pretty scary um, another thing that alcohol does is that it increases inflammatory markers in the body these are called cytokines so even just as small as one drink can increase these inflammatory markers Um, causing inflammation, and that could potentially be, um, you know, a major drawback depending on what other health conditions you might exhibit or experience. All right, another thing um, that alcohol does to you is that it has been shown to reduce cortical thickness in the brain, right, literally diminishing parts of your brain size, right, and we know that, you know, the more surface area typically in the brain um, usually the better the functionality that we have as human beings. So alcohol has been shown to reduce the cortical thickness in the brain. Another thing that alcohol can do that is very scary is that it can alter DNA methylation and gene expression. Now just take a second to think about that. It can literally alter your DNA and the way your genes are expressed in your body. That's that's kind of scary if you ask me. And then another thing um, that I'm going to chat about here as to why alcohol is legitimately and literally poison for your body um, is that it's associated with a significant increase in cancer risk, um, especially breast cancer risk in both males and females. The reason for this is because alcohol has been shown to increase tumor growth and it suppresses anti-inflammatory molecules um, that help defend the body. So that's a lot, that's a lot of kind of drawbacks and kind of explanations as to how alcohol is literally poison. Now I will note that a lot of these drawbacks are shown in research through chronic drinking. So that means having drinks at a, you know, regularly um, scheduled intervals, regular periods. So that could be one drink a week, that could be two drinks a week, that could be, you know, 10 drinks a week, as long as there's kind of a chronic habit developed of drinking alcohol, that's what a lot of these drawbacks that I mentioned come from. So those research studies kind of showing that alcohol is literally poison for the body. The next thing that I want to talk about that I really didn't understand for a while, um, and this is kind of going to segue this into my personal journey with alcohol, is that alcohol can affect us on an emotional level as well. Okay, So habitual and heavy drinking are both linked to depression, stress, and impulsiveness even outside of the activity of drinking itself. So somebody who habitually drinks, so this could be any amount, it could be one drink a week, could be two drinks a week, as small as that. But if it's a habit, um, it's been shown to increase rates of depression, of stress and impulsiveness, which can be very dangerous. So the reason this happens is because people who drink regularly have noticeable changes in their hypopituitary adrenal axis, so an HPA axis, that's kind of a scientific term, so we'll move past that a little bit, but essentially that, that axis it ha- plays a very major role in a lot of uh, our hormones that we, that we produce and that we um, kind of uh, spread throughout the body. Um, so when those changes in that HPA axis occur, um, we experience increases in cortisol release. Um, and cortisol is kind of widely known as the stress hormone, right? So when we increase stress, we feel more stressed long term, even when somebody is not actively drinking. So on an emotional level, we can be majorly affected by alcohol. So we, we've got a lot of drawbacks so far. So I, I mentioned the benefits earlier. Now we're mentioning the drawbacks. Um, Now I want want to kind of talk about how alcohol relates to your physical goals. So I'm not going to go super in-depth with this, but if you have a goal of weight loss, for example, and you need to burn more calories than you consume, alcohol is filled with a lot of empty calories that lack nutrients, right? So essentially, you're just pumping your body full of calories that have no other benefit for our body, right? We use calories as energy, but these are kind of known as empty calories because they don't contain any other nutrients. So I'm gonna kind of run down what some typical drinks um, contain in terms of their caloric intake. So one can of beer usually has about roughly 150 calories. One shot of hard alcohol usually has around 100 calories in it. A glass of red wine also has, if I'm not mistaken, around 100 to 125 calories in it. And mixed drinks have a ton of high sugar additives, typically, that provide additional empty calories. So think about that. If you have a night of heavy drinking, um, I know this is very common in, in, in college life, college living. Um, But if somebody were to have 10 beers, that would be 1,500 calories just from the beers alone. That's not including any, any additional foods that they consume. That's 1,500 calories of just empty caloric value, no nutritional value. So if you have a physical goal of losing weight and you drink heavily, you drink a lot, you drink often, you are pumping your body full of calories that have no nutritional value to you. So that's kind of um, how alcohol pertains to physical goals. And then I know I'm I'm really ragging on alcohol, but these are just the reality of what alcohol does to your body, all right? And the last kind of drawback that I wanna talk about is the concept of a hangover, right? So if you drink too much, uh, maybe your body uh, is not prepared for that amount that you're drinking, um, how do you typically feel? You know, you might feel lethargic, you might have a headache, you might feel nauseous, you will be dehydrated, and typically all of those aspects translates to a lack of motivation, a lack of focus, and a certain amount of laziness as well, right? What do you want to do when you're hungover? Typically, you just want to lay around in bed, get plenty of extra sleep, and just not really do anything. And... If you are looking to improve yourself every single day, right? I've talked about getting 1% better every single day, right? Getting a little bit better every day. If you are trying to improve yourself and you take multiple days throughout the week off because you are hungover or you're not feeling optimal because all of these things are being affected, right? Your, your motivation is being affected, your your attention span, your focus is being affected, and you're feeling extra lazy, that's really going to hurt you along the way of your self-improvement journey, right? If you are looking to improve, no matter what your goal is, those can all negatively affect your experience. And that kind of segues me into what I experienced personally with alcohol. So, a little bit about me. I didn't really drink in high school, right? You know, maybe I would try sips of beer or something like that, but I, I didn't really drink in high school. There's kind of a, uh, a known thing that when you go to college, you start drinking, right? People expect you to start drinking in college, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just kind of followed the flock, right? I was just a sheep among every other uh, sheep, and I started drinking on the weekends. Um, and you know, it was typical, like, binge drinking college behavior, which is incredibly unsafe, by the way. Um, But then I started noticing that I couldn't focus as well. Um, I felt really lethargic the day after a day of drinking and even sometimes multiple days after drinking. But I thought that was pretty normal with alcohol, and it, it really is. But I thought that was normal for a college student but then later on as i started to continue that habit i noticed that i would get extremely stressed out for exams right i never got stressed out and i felt like my study habits were really optimal before going into that college lifestyle eventually um, for other reasons as well i became borderline depressed um, so very stressed very anxious and on top of that you're throwing in um, potential depression as well Uh, then I started gradually learning more about human anatomy and physiology and then kind of relating how alcohol affects the body I started becoming a little more active right I started working out started my fitness journey Um, if you guys know me if you follow me on any of my socials you know that I'm very active right now um, I'm very passionate about fitness and health Um, so this is kind of where that journey got started Um, and I began drinking less frequently um, but I would still drink heavily. So I would drink maybe one or two times per month as opposed to every weekend, and it would still be kind of heavy. However, I've kind of changed ever since I've been learning more and more about the effects of alcohol on the body, and as I've been trying to work on myself and improve myself, and I really haven't drank heavily in a, in a, a long time. Um, when I do go out for drinks with friends, um, I'll maybe have one, probably two maximum drinks at a time. Um, and the result is that I feel a whole lot more energized and productive the day after I go, um, go out with friends or something like that. Whereas if I would drink very heavily, I would feel incredibly lethargic. I would feel no motivation whatsoever to get anything done. All that kind of stuff so that's kind of one of the reasons why I've really cut back because I've noticed I'm a lot happier um, I'm a lot less stressed I feel like I can focus a lot better um, as I've cut out and cut down alcohol and like I said I really don't drink frequently maybe once a month maybe once every six weeks or so but um, when I do drink it's now it's only one or two drinks maximum and finally If you want to stop drinking, but you're not sure, one, if you have an alcohol addiction, if you are an alcoholic, get help from a professional, okay? Um, I am not a professional in this area. I just wanted to kind of chat about this and how it relates to my self-improvement journey and kind of talk about some of the benefits, the drawbacks with that kind of regard. Um, I'm I'm not a professional. Um, So find a local professional in your area. Find, you know, whatever it is, AA if you need it. Um, other addiction networks, there are plenty of resources out there because you are not alone. Um, But if you would like to stop drinking and you are not an alcoholic, I might have a few tips for you that kind of helped me. This is mostly going to pertain to kind of the college age level, but it'll also pertain, pertain to adults as well. So one of the ways that people start drinking or will continue to drink is because of peer pressure. In college especially, this is very prominent people are almost expected to drink and expected to drink in large amounts, right? And so peer pressure is huge when it comes to drinking. So a way to get around this, there are a few ways I should say. Um, First, I wanna tell you guys a little bit of a story. I think when I was in going into college or kind of later in high school, my mom would tell me the story of a college athlete that she knew who would always bring like a Gatorade or a lemonade to a party. And would have another beverage in hand, and everybody knew that he didn't drink, right? He was, he wasn't annoying about it. He was, he wasn't putting anybody down about their drinking habits or anything like that. He just didn't want to drink, but he wanted to go out with his friends. He wanted to have fun, so instead of drinking, he would, you know, treat himself to, you know, either a soda, a lemonade, something like that. That is probably a lot better for you than drinking alcohol was. So that's one way to kind of get around drinking, especially if you feel pressured into it, or you feel obligated to drink because it's a social interaction. Just get a drink that you enjoy that's non-alcoholic. So if you don't wanna drink, just get a drink that you would enjoy that's non-alcoholic. Another way would be to make some sort of excuse, right? So offer to be the designated driver. So uh, offer, drive your friends around offer to drive um, other people who have been drinking that way um, you know you don't have to drink if you don't want to and um, your friends will probably thank you for that right because they need some way to get home and if they don't want to pay for an uber or something like that they can use you as their designated driver and then last but not least if you really don't want to drink but you feel pressured into drinking you can lie or make up an excuse right And, and um the previous years um, when I didn't want to drink I would tell my friends that I had an exam that I needed to study for the next day or I had work early in the morning or something like that even though it wasn't always true um, I would make up an excuse and that's when I didn't really feel comfortable with telling people that I didn't really want to drink um, so if you need to make up an excuse don't be afraid to do so but just be confident in the fact that you don't have to drink, right? It might seem like you do, there might be kind of a a stigma around somebody who does not drink, um, especially in like a college environment or really wherever you're at, Um, but you don't have to make up an excuse. But if you feel like you do, don't be afraid to do so kind of going through what we talked about today. We talked about some of the potential benefits of drinking alcohol, right? Why do people drink alcohol? Because they want to feel good. Um, they want to be very active in social situations. There might be a social stigma to not drinking. So they feel like they belong. Um, so there's the potential social benefits as well as personal benefits. We talked about a lot of the drawbacks, how alcohol is literally poison for the body. We talked about, um, how it affects you both physically, um, mentally, emotionally, um, in a negative connotation. And then we also talked about my story a little bit, how I started drinking in college. I noticed a lot of negative and a lot of really bad downsides um, to heavy drinking and habitual drinking. So I started cutting it out of my life and felt really, really good after I did so. Um, really cut down, stuff like that. And then we talked about potential alternatives if you feel pressured into drinking by other people or by society around you.